Hello, welcome to the official Faith Talks podcast. I am so excited to say this. I'm so excited that we're finally here. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Deborah and I'm a faith-based content creator. I make videos on YouTube and TikTok sharing my journey with the Lord to encourage you on your journey with him. And Faith Talks is a series that I started on YouTube where I every week sit down and speak about a topic that the Holy Spirit is leading me to speak about. And I share things with you that I believe can be very helpful on your journey with God also. We live in a world that's very secular. Um, The enemy is doing rounds these days. So it's so important for us to have reminders of the truth and to tune in to things like podcasts and YouTube channels that remind us of that truth. So I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited that this podcast is finally launched so that you'll be able to listen to these episodes on the go. So if you follow me on my YouTube channel, I'll be uploading all the Faith Talks episodes on here as well. So yeah, welcome. Welcome to Faith Talks. This week, I really want to speak about something that's been quite heavy on my heart for the past few days. I recorded a different Faith Talks about a different topic, but I'm really feeling led to share this first and to record this first. So that's what I'm doing here. And what I want to speak to you about is I want to encourage you to be expectant. I want you to be expectant in your relationship with God and when it comes to prayer. So let's talk about being expectant in our relationship with God. I want to start off by reading a verse to you, and this is found in Psalm 5 verse 3. There it says, In the morning, Lord... You hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. Let's unpack this. So it starts off by saying, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. That is such a key part. God hears our prayers. Very often when prayers don't get answered in the time frame we think it should or in the way that we think God will answer them, we think he doesn't hear us. But actually this verse very much proves differently. And it's just a fact that God hears you. God hears your prayers. God sees you. God sees you in the situation that you're in. So we need to start there. You have to know that God hears your prayers. Second of all, in this verse, it reads, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. Waiting expectantly. Like that shows a a certain type of excitement. It shows anticipation. It shows kind of like, sitting on the edge of your seat and leaning in, being alert, being alert. We very often see the waiting season as the complete opposite. We don't see it as something joyful, something exciting. We see the waiting period as a dull season, like, Lord, we're waiting. When are you going to answer? Like, what's going on? But actually, when we wait on the Lord expectantly, it's such a different posture. It's such a different heart posture. Prayers get answered. Breakthrough comes when we wait on the Lord when we're expectant. And maybe you're like, okay, I would love to be expectant. I would love to trust God in this and wait for God to show up, but I'm scared that he's not going to come through. I'm scared that he's going to let me down. That right there then shows that there's doubt in your heart and that you actually don't trust God. Like we can't wait on him expectantly if we're already going to say, well, he might not come through. That is, that is not faith. I want to read a Bible verse to you. In James 1 verse 6 to 7, it reads, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. 
Now, this sounds a little harsh. <laughs> it sounds a bit harsh when you read through it. And at the beginning, I thought it was harsh, but actually it's just an encouragement of our faith. And it's proof that with God, we don't have to doubt. God never fails. God never fails. And he won't start with you. Doubt has no place in our hearts. And when we wait on the Lord expectantly, doubt has to go. Doubt is the complete opposite of faith and it does not live in the same space. It's not possible. So in order to wait expectantly on the Lord, you cannot doubt. You cannot be like, okay, well, Lord, I'm not sure. I'm going to wait expectantly, but um, I'm not sure if you're going to come through. Mm -mm -mm. Let me tell you, a while ago, about two months ago, I started going to a new church because I had not been going to church for a while. I had some bad experiences with church, with people in the church, which led to me being quite hurt and being apprehensive from going again. So I hadn't been in church for a while, but as God has been doing new things in my life and restoring these wounds and these scars that have been left, I've started to get this desire again to be planted in a church community, to have people around me who share the same mission to serve God and to advance his kingdom. So I was like, okay, I need to start going to church again. So I had started going to the church that I go to now, the first time I went just to orientate myself and I really liked it. So the second week that I went, the second Sunday, the week before, I remember, I was really praying intensively for Christian friendships. I started to develop this deep longing to have girlfriends around me with who I can share the love of Christ, like to be able to speak about Jesus, to be able to speak about my relationship with him. All the friends that I had around me were non-believers. I was not able to speak about these kind of things with them. So I was like, Lord, I would love to have Christian friendships. So this was a prayer I was praying and I was expectant. Let me tell you, I was like, Lord, on Sunday, I'm going to go to church and I'm expecting you to show up. I don't know how, I don't know who, I don't know when, but I'm going to sit in that church. I'm going to sit in church and I'm going to wait. Like just that bold waiting on the Lord with expectancy, like, Lord, I'm expecting you to show up, show up here. So that Sunday I sat at the back just by myself and the worship started. And after the worship. I'm pretty sure a lot of churches do this nowadays. There was a moment where they're like, oh, turn around to your neighbor. I was like, all right, let's go. And there's a girl sitting next to me. We just, we started talking. I'm not even sure how, I'm not sure what was said, but the rest is history. Let me tell you, I got to meet this amazing woman of God. And I'm so honored that I get to call her my friend. We have amazing fellowship together. Um, we're able to share life experiences and speak about, speak about God, which is the main thing that I've been praying for. God showed up because I was expectant. My posture, I was ready. I was on the lookout. And that's the thing with being expectant. You need to be alert because if you are not expectant and alert, it's going to pass you by. It's going to pass you by. When your motives are in the right place, this is foolproof. Like there's no way God will withhold things from you that will serve him. And a lot of people misunderstand me when I mention this verse, and that is John 14, verse 13 to 14, where it reads, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. You may ask me for anything and I'm in my name and I will do it. Anything we ask for in Jesus' name, you know, at prayers, we always say in Jesus' name, amen. Anything that we ask in his name that will glorify God will be given to us. People always misunderstand me because you can pray for a Ferrari to show off around town 
how rich and how successful you are. But does that glorify God? When you pray for things that are in alignment with what God wants for your life, when you pray for things that glorify him, they will be given to you. Me praying for friendships that glorify God, where we can speak about him. Why would, why would God be like, Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. There's something that Pastor David Higa Hernandez said that really stuck with me. And he was speaking about prayer and saying that, you know what, prayer is not so much about us sitting down, speaking to God, telling him what we want. Like, Lord, I want a car. I want this. I want that. It's more about him transforming us in such a way that we start to ask for things in prayer that God wants for our lives anyways. Like, Looking at me praying for a faith, um, a God-centered friendship last year, that wasn't even on my mind. I was, I was praying, but my motives were completely different. I was praying for selfish things, and therefore, I did not see a lot of answered prayers in that time. I really did not. But now, since the Holy Spirit has been transforming me this year to be more like Him. I've started to ask for things that are in alignment with him. Like my prayers have been transformed to what he wants me to pray for. Just going back to the sports car example, praying for a car to show off around town your wealth and your success versus praying for a functional car for you and your family to be able to go to church, to be able to serve God, to be able to get to prayer meetings, to be able to get to work. Those are such different prayers with such different motives. And this is what we need to remember when we speak about this verse, John 14, verse 13 to 14. Does what I'm praying for glorify God? Do I have selfish motives in this? What are my motives behind it? And just being honest with that, because you can be expected for selfish prayers all you want, but the Lord does not deal in selfish motives. He does not. The thing with being expectant is, like I mentioned before, it's a certain kind of alertness. It's sitting on the edge of your seat, waiting for God to show up. You're alert. You're aware of your surroundings. Let's say that you order a package from your favorite online store and they send you an email saying hi your package is going to arrive on this date but we don't we don't have a time frame for you I'm pretty sure that that whole day you're going to make sure that you're home you're not going to go to your friend's house because you might miss the package you're going to be at home you're not going to have the tv playing too loud you're not going to have music playing too loud because all these distractions might keep you from hearing the doorbell and us being expectant waiting on the lord stirs up this kind of alertness like we're waiting on god mm -mm, don't speak to me right now i'm focused i'm waiting on the lord otherwise we're gonna miss him and i want to read to you from 1 kings 19 verse 11 to 12 there it reads the lord said go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the lord for the lord is about to pass by he's about to pass by so be alert elijah had to be alert because the lord was about to pass by then it reads then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the lord but the lord was not in the wind after the wind there was an earthquake but the lord was not in the earthquake after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. The whisper. Then came a gentle whisper. If Elijah had not been expectant and alert, he would have missed the whisper because all the distractions are so loud. Like the earthquake and the fire and the wind. These are all such loud and obnoxious things. But actually, God was in the whisper. If Elijah was not expectant, ready and alert, he would have 100,000% 
missed the gentle whisper of God in between all these loud things. This is why when we fast, we very often hear God's voice and breakthrough comes. It's not that God does not speak to us when we're not fasting. It is that within fasting, we cancel out all the distractions. We starve our flesh so that when God's gentle whisper comes, we can hear him so that we're alert. We're on the lookout for what God is speaking into our lives. Like within fasting, we are expectant. We're on the edge of our seats. We're canceling out all distractions and we're saying, Lord, I'm waiting on you. I'm fasting. I'm waiting. I'm sitting here and I'm waiting until you speak. It's that kind of posture, that bold bold it's very bold to do that um to come before the creator of the universe like that but that is what god is calling us into that's what he wants and another very key part about expectancy is that we need to place our expectancy on god and not on the things that we're praying for and i know that this one is hard i have dealt with this myself when it came to praying for this apartment at one point i was so consumed with this specific apartment that the holy spirit really convicted me and had to tell me you are now placing your expectancy and your trust in this apartment and not on the provider. And the Holy Spirit showed me this through my disappointment when I received an email from the letting agency saying all the units in this apartment building have been assigned now. I felt so disappointed. And that's when the Holy Spirit was like, right, so are you placing your expectancy and your trust within this apartment then? Or is it on God that even though you got this email, you can be like, okay, well... God, you're taking care of it anyway, so I'm still expecting. It's so easy for us to place our expectancy on the things that we're praying for and turn the things that we're praying for into idols, which is a whole nother video for a whole nother time. But I want to encourage you in this, that you need to place your expectancy on God. It really helps to, when you're praying about something, to not worry and not think about the journey or about the how or about what it's going to look like too much. Leave that up to God. Me praying for godly friendships, going to church, I was like, I don't know how. I don't know if it's going to be during the service, after the service. I don't know if I'm going to have to hang around the church. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but then God can fill it in and that will make it so that you don't place too much um, expectancy onto specific things like if i would have expected to meet someone in church that day it, before the service started i would have already been disappointed because it didn't happen that way leave the how the why the when up to god and i always mention this as well his timing isaiah 60 verse 22 at the right time i the lord will make it happen being expectant really intensifies our relationship with our heavenly father it gives him the space it gives him the opportunity to answer to answer our prayers for us to be alert sit on the edge of our seats lord i'm waiting I'm waiting on you. I'm being bold. Your word says that I can ask anything in your name if it glorifies you. So that's what I'm doing. So Lord, I'm expecting you to show up. And it just sheds a whole new light on the waiting on a waiting season because again, we make the waiting season out to be this deserted land where no joy lives and it's painful, which it is. It is. I'm not going to say that the waiting season is not painful, but you can be expectant within that in his perfect timing, but you need to be alert. You got to you gotta cancel out those distractions. Again, like I said with the parcel, if you are not at home without loud music and loud distractions, you're going to miss the bell. You're going to miss 
the gentle whisper of God, you're going to miss it. So I really pray that this has been an encouragement to you, that it will stir up your faith, that you will know that you can be expectant and wait on the Lord boldly, not a sad, timid, I'm waiting on you and I'm defeated. No, expected waiting, excited. This is the key to answered prayers, to expect the Lord to show up because he will. He will show up and being expectant shows faith as well. Like, Lord, I don't know how, I don't know why, I don't know when, but I'm expecting, I'm expecting you to show up. So again, I pray that this has been a blessing to you. It's such a blessing for me to have you here. I'm so grateful in the way that God is using me as a vessel to speak into your life. I pray that he will continue to do this and that he will continue to bless you abundantly. You are a son or a daughter of the king of the universe, the creator of the universe. Don't forget that because there is absolutely nothing better than this. And it changes our postures. We can be confident. We can walk into rooms because God is in front of us, behind us, beside us, within us. We are surrounded. God is all around us. So thank you so much for tuning into this week's Faith Talks episode. I am praying that you will have a blessed week coming up and I will be back very, very soon. But maybe the sign, that's what I get.